You Albion calling. You Albion calling. Good evening. Or is it? You are listening to the ARC Light Program. Or are you? My name is Theodore Pilkington Rhubarb. Uh, yes, that still is actually my name. And I welcome you to this Halloween special, number two. <laughs> and now the phone will ring. Ahoy hoy, Metropolis, six, six, four, Theodore speaking. Good day to you, listener. Are you ready to play? Can you guess what it is that I'm describing? This is Lucifer, twisted tyrant of total tyranny. Mumsy, is that you? No, this is Lucifer. The foul, flesh-eating fiend. All right, keep your blouse on, Mrs. Fur. You do sound a bit like my mother. Now, Lucy, if I may call you that, are you going to play Can You Guess What It Is That I'm Describing or Not? Ah, a game, is it? Ooh, I do like a good game. How does it work? Well, you have to guess what it is that I'm describing. If you get it right the first time, you can win three shillings. This does not interest me very much. What if we were to spice up the rules a little bit? Oh, well, can't hurt, I suppose. It's pretty dull as it stands. What were you thinking? Bearing in mind that we really only have three shillings available. We're not made of money. Oh, your human monies interest me not. What I desire is your soul for eternity and beyond. Oh, that old chestnut. Well, since I've not got all day, how about I ask you a single question? And if you can guess it first time, you can have my soul forever and ever and ever. If it takes you two goes, you can have it for a fortnight. Three guesses and you can borrow it until tomorrow afternoon. How does that sound? Very well. I agree. Your soul will be mine, oh childish one. Propose your question. Not so fast. I've not finished yet. There has to be a quid pro quo pro quo. That's how these things work, isn't it? Hmm. Uh. Ah, I know. If you fail after three attempts, you will turn into the last thing you guessed. <laughs> um, I'm not too sure about that. Ah, well, you don't like it on the shoes on the other hoof, do you? <laughs> Not brave now, are you, chicken? Don't call me that. Lucy is a chicken. Lucy is a chicken. Stop that. Oh, very well. I acquiesce to your pathetic rules as I must devour your soul. Well, that didn't go very well last time. Very well. The deal is sealed. Here is your question for all eternity. In lonely places found, atop two hooves I stand. Oh, this doesn't even rhyme. 
Is it a troll? No, no, that's one guess. Right, for two weeks of sole occupation, try again. What? Oh, I was sure that was right. Oh, well, if it's not a troll, then it must be a yeti. Must it now? Uh, I'm sorry to say that's wrong again. Final guess and remember the forfeit. Uh, um, uh, oops, uh, is it a goat? Oh, very close. No, I'm afraid it's a fawn. Thanks for playing, though. by then. Well, now on the light program, it's time for Slumber Time Stories. And this week, it's a rather marvellous yarn about a beautiful old theatre. Well, it sounds delightful. ARC presents The Birth of Queen Rat. By Darren Callow. The trick is to make it look like an accident, numbnuts. Mama Bresnell was holding forth as she and her motley gang of two trudged down Lime Street towards the gap. Insurance job, see? I don't pay good money to torch stuff if it ends up looking like a put-up job. Bracy and Giggles nodded along although they sometimes struggled to follow what Mama was on about. <laughs> so what's, what's in the bag, Mama? asked Giggles, chuckling to herself in the annoying way she always did. Fire starters, darling, fire starters. I'll show you proper once we're out of sight. Giggles nodded along as Bracy looked around shiftily. Don't, don't much like fire jobs, Mama, she mumbled nervously as they got their first look at the target. The Star Palace Theatre resplendent in all its fading period beauty. She whistled through a gap in her teeth. She's a looker now, ain't she? At Mama's command, they came to a halt, while still in the shadow of the gap's arches, to check there were no observers of their plotting. The theatre itself towered over them across the narrow, cobbled street. She'd certainly seen better days. Her luster of gold and crimson was chipped and peeling after decades of neglect. The building was listed, but too expensive to repair, and she now had the ignominy of being worth more as a pile of cinders than in her current, once magnificent form. When she was satisfied that the coast was clear, Mama indicated their route. Not in the front, too risky. Well, go down a side alley and in a stage door. Squatters busted it open a while back. She made to set off, but Giggles piped up again. <laughs> what if there's still folk in there? Nah, they all bugged off. Too squalid now, even for him. Still, no worry if they are anyhow. We need someone to blame who's not the owners. Or us, obviously. Uh, we, we don't want to torch anyone, no, Mama, squeaked Bracey. Don't worry your pretty little head, Bracey, laughed Mama, slapping her on the back. That's why I bought you Muppets, to search through the place and make sure it's clean, before we do the dirty. Come on, you buggers, before we all die of old age. 
With that, she strode over the street and down the side alley, the others trotting obediently along behind. Once they were all safely in the gloom of the alley, Mama opened the bag. Right, here we go. Tools of the trade. Making well sure we mark the culprits. She pulled out a standard desk lamp and thrust it into Giggle's unwilling hands. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a lamp, Mama. No shit, Sherlock. It's a lamp, yes. But do you spot a deliberate mistake? Giggles looked it over, but unsurprisingly was none the wiser. Ha <laughs> now, Mama, she chuckled. Rodent chewed flex. See the exposed wires? She took the coiled cord of the lamp and whacked her on the nose. Oh, Baba! <laughs> so what else you got? Get your nose out, she chided. Well now, what we need next is a catalyst. A cat cat a what? Bracy scratched her scraggy head in confusion. Mama ignored her and produced two more items. A ribbed brown glass bottle with matching stopper and a wooden cigar box. Catalyst, numbnuts. In this ear bottle is a perfect one too. Acetone. Makeup artists use it to get glue off stuff, or so I'm told. What do we need to get glue off? inquired Giggles without really thinking. Mama clipped her around the ear. We don't, numbnuts. We need the other thing it does. Oh, Mama, <laughs> stop eating us. What, what's that then? Burn like the devil himself. Mama gave a cackling laugh, slapping Bracy on the back so that she nearly dropped the cigar box. Oh, easy, Mama, she moaned. What's in this one then? Have a look, why don't you? teased Mama. Bracy eased open the box, unsure what to expect. Hey, it looks like little licorice drops. Oh, really? Well, don't you try one then? It was more of an instruction than a suggestion, so Bracy took one and popped it in her mouth. Ah, oh, don't taste too great. What, what flavour are they supposed to be? Rat droppings, numbnuts, guffawed Mama, as Bracy spat the pellet from her mouth in disgust and continued to spit, trying to clear the taste. Oh, don't worry, they'll put air on your chest. She snatched the box back as the contents were in danger of being lost whilst Bracy continued to spit and claw at her mouth. Oh, I suspect the place is full of them anyway, but can't take no chances. If we're blaming it on the rats, we need all the evidence to be in place. Uh, where, where are the matches? asked Giggles, trying to peer through the gloom into the bag. Ain't none, numbnuts. Honestly, where were you the day they gave out brains? Can't go lighting it with matches. I've got flint and steel in my pocket. She tapped her coat pocket melodramatically. All we need is one bright spark, which is more than you two have got between you. Come on, times are wasting. She jostled them impatiently towards the stage door, which was indeed ajar, and gaping at them ominously in the half-light. Oh, <laughs> it looks, looks a bit scary, giggled Giggles, as she always did when afraid. Bracy took out the workman's torch she brought and looked to turn it on. But Mama slapped her again. Not until we're inside, numbnuts. And even then, keep the beam down, she chided, trying to sound assertive. But the others could tell she was getting a little twitchy too. Bracy went first with Mama next, giggles lagging behind them, intent on twisting out the stopper of the acetone bottle to see what it smelt of. As she stepped over the threshold, there was a sudden rustling noise and something dark and furry shot past her leg, unsettling the bottle so that she spilt some of the solvent onto her hands and the floor. 
careful with that, hissed Mama under her breath. Oh, what was that, Mama? wailed Giggles as quietly as she could. Just a bloody rat. I told you they was here. Before Giggles could reply, the corridor was suddenly flooded with light as Bracey switched on the lantern, and the first thing it illuminated was the biggest, mangiest rat that any of them had ever seen, sitting by a fork in the corridor and staring at them menacingly. Its eyes bloodshot and fierce, its teeth bared. Giggles wailed in fright and grabbed the nearest thing to hand, which turned out to be a heavy glass ashtray, and threw it with surprising accuracy to hit the rat full on. The injured rat in turn let out an inhuman-sounding scream and scuttled off. Oh, nice shot, Giggles, cheered Bracy, waving her box of rat droppings in triumph. Shut up, a flipping pair of you, spat Mama through gritted teeth. This place gives me the creeps. Let's just get on with this. Our giggles, don't spill any more of that bottle or I'll have your guts for garters. In fact, give them back here. Angrily, she grabbed the bottle and box and stuffed them back into her bag. Sullen and clearly spooked, they moved off to carry out Mama's plan. Giggles and Bracy would make a cursory check at the auditorium whilst Mama rigged up the lamp, rat droppings and bottle to make it look like an accident in one of the dressing rooms had led to the conflagration. As they shuffled off to find the way up to the stage, Mama hissed more instructions after them. I cover up that stupid lamp a bit. It's like walking round with an effing lighthouse. Bracy looked around and found a grotty old rag which she used to cover the torch. So it now shone with an eerie orange glow. Mama, meanwhile, pulled out a more compact torch from her coat pocket and went into the first dressing room without another word. Oh, come on, Giggles. The sooner we get this over with, the sooner we're out of here and down the open ruin. Giggles was too scared by now to reply, so she just trotted along behind. She would have gnawed anxiously on her fingernails, but they smelt weird from the acetone. Silently, they made their way through various doors and abandoned rubbish in the old theatre and found the rickety wooden stairs to the stage itself. This grand old building that had, in its pomp, conjured up so many flights of fancy, now seemed to brood with a dusty melancholy. Every step brought another creak from a floorboard or a rustle from somewhere far off, bracketed by stone-cold silence, when all they could hear was their own nervous breathing. Pushing open the final door, Bracy's muted light flickered onto the stage itself, seemingly still set with decaying scenery, as though the whole edifice had been abandoned mid-play. It was eerie indeed, and Giggles grabbed Bracy's arm lest she lose her in the gloom. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't much like it, Bracy. Let's look quick and get out, muttered Giggles, her nervous laughter more subdued than usual. Bracy felt the same, and clinging together they shuffled out onto the boards until they were nearly in the centre of the stage, flicking the torch around hither and thither to look for occupants. They both jumped when the torch alighted on what seemed to be a headless torso, but it turned out to be a mannequin draped in a faded costume, leaning against the theatre wall. Oh, spooky, ain't it? moaned Bracy as she sent her ochre light dancing over the boxes and red velvet chairs of the auditorium. 
half expecting at any moment to see some demented figure sitting glaring at them from the stalls. They were much relieved that nothing of that kind showed up in the dancing beam. Oh, that's enough for me. Let's go back and find Mama. Giggles nodded her agreement, and they started to carefully tread their way out. But before they got very far, a sinister and spine-tingling hiss came from one of the boxes to their right. Ah, flip me! What's that? cried Giggles, as Bracy swung her torch beam around, trying to find the source of the noise. Leering shadows loomed, weird shapes spun all around them, and the sinister hiss sounded again, before Bracy's beam finally found the baleful face of an unruly, dark-haired woman, staring manically at them from an ornate box right by the stage. You swines, hurts my little one, screamed the woman, scaring the life out of the two would-be arsonists. Bracy shook so much her torchlight was unsettled, and when she finally managed to train it back on the box, the woman had vanished. Oh, Brother Bracy, oh, we've we got to get out of here, moaned Giggles, sounding close to tears. Bracy said nothing, but holding the beam more steadily on the box and using her other arm to keep her companion behind her, began to guide them backwards across the stage. They were just beginning to feel like they might make it out unmolested when a trapdoor suddenly fell open beside them, causing Bracy to lose her footing and fall awkwardly towards the hole. She was so unbalanced that, like a rag doll, she could do nothing to stop her head from cracking hard against the edge of the trapdoor. The theatre was plunged into sudden darkness as the broken Bracy and her torch disappeared through the stage. Giggles struggling all the while to keep her footing, not fall after her. Bracy, Bracy, are you okay? Screamed Giggles into the darkness, but was answered only by silence. But Bracy! She tried to inch closer to the open trapdoor without falling into it. But before she could, the ominous hiss came again. There was a flicker of amber light, and then the woman appeared, dishevelled and insane. A blazing stick wrapped with rags in one hand and a glinting steel kitchen knife in the other. Giggles was utterly transfixed, rooted to the spot by sheer terror. The creature seemed to be dressed in some baroque costume and her face was ripped and cut with what looked like claw marks. Most chilling of all, her hair appeared to be alive as something writhed there. Oh, who the hell are you? wailed Giggles. Is King Rat, she hissed through blackened teeth, shaking her foul ebony tresses. As she did this, Giggles, with utter horror, saw that the writhing shape was actually a cluster of black rats entwined in her hair. The foul creatures had their tails knotted to each other, some dead some still alive, her unwashed dreadlocks binding the rats to her and her to the rats. Oh, oh but, but, but you, you're a woman, ain't you? stuttered Giggles, sickened to her stomach by the savage vision before her. Ah, not this face, hissed the mad-eyed woman, then poking one of the entwined rats with her knife added, It's this one, 
This is King Rat. With that, the woman lunged at her with the knife, forcing Giggles to put up both hands and seize the foul woman's arms to prevent herself being slashed. She had a wild strength to her, though, and twisted Giggles violently around and pushed her towards the open trapdoor. Giggles kept her grip, even as her foot slipped over the edge and she began to fall. So she hauled the woman after her, which in turn caused her to lose her grip on the flaming torch. Too late to stop herself, Giggles fell through the hole, but she felt a small surge of victory as the woman hit the stage hard above her, the torch clattering out of her grasp and over the stage, coming to rest against the curtains. Which, unbeknownst to them both, instantly caught fire. Giggles landed firmly in the cold black darkness below the stage on something reasonably soft, which with a sickening lump in her throat, Giggles soon realised was the body of her companion. In the gloom it was hard to make out, but she was clearly dead, her neck at a sickly, unnatural angle. Oh, oh God, oh Bracy, oh God, moaned Giggles. Dry-mouthed as the hideous hiss sounded through the building again. Giggles froze, keeping as still as she could as a scrambling noise seemed to come from all around her. She realised with fright that it was more rats running to escape the choking dark smoke now billowing down from the growing blaze above her head. She caught her breath as through the maelstrom she saw the figure of the rat woman a silver knife glinting in a ribbon of light coming through a gap in the boards. The woman was moving slowly, as it was hard to see anything, and Giggles decided to keep as still as possible, in the forlorn hope that perhaps she wouldn't see her. Suddenly, though, there was a creak, and a door to the side began to open noisily, the distinctive shape of Mama Bresnor framed in the doorway. The rat woman turned immediately towards the newcomer. No, 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 Mama, stay back! Giggles tried to shout, but the smoke was in her throat now and the warning came out as barely a croak. Trying to peer through the gloom, Mama continued to advance. Is that you, Giggles? she called out, straining to see through the smoke-filled darkness. Giggles wanted to scream, but before she could, the rat woman was on Mama, flailing, biting, slashing at her. Shocked, but streetwise enough to react instinctively, Mama lashed out, landing a blow and sending the woman reeling backwards. What the hell? she snarled, and in seconds her flick knife was out and in her hand. The rat woman, though, was too crazy to care. She lunged at her again, and Mama's slash with the blade caught her a glancing blow. The mad woman, it seemed, was undaunted, and before Mama could follow up, pulled herself back onto her feet, preparing to attack again. Burn King Rat's palace, would you? She spat, and then lurched forward trying to bite her. Reaching out to stop the woman by the throat, Mama lost sight of the heavy knife in her hand, and with obscene bad luck, it glanced off her sleeve and sliced the side of her neck, crimson blood splattering all over her face. Get out, Gertie! gurgled Mama with the last strength she had, her hand clapped over her neck. Giggles, shocked by hearing her beloved Mama speak her given name, stood transfixed, struck dumb by the horror confronting her. Uh, get, get, get out, 
whispered Mama, slumping back against the wall. As her grip slackened, the rat woman surged again, and this time sunk her ragged teeth deep into Mama's cheek. Having bitten a chunk out, the rat woman stood back, the entwined rats shaking and scrambling with bloodlust over her scalp. By this point, Giggles was so shocked that even the sight of flames now licking around Bracy's twisted corpse couldn't rouse her into action. The rat woman spat out a mouthful of Mama's face and turned to move towards her. Just in time, she was jolted back into motion as, with a mighty crash, a large part of charred, burning timber from the stage came crashing down into the undercroft. One of the heavy planks caught the rat woman, who fell screaming. Giggles felt a surge of adrenaline. Ah, oh, move yourself, she screamed as she pushed herself forwards over the smouldering pile of boards. The trapped woman with her entangled rats thrashing underneath. She grabbed Mama by the shoulders and hauled her with all her might out into the relatively smoke-free corridor beyond. Then she propped her up against the wall, Mama's hand still on her bleeding neck, her face sallow and drained. Giggles leant forward and with tears streaming from her face pulled her close. Oh, oh, don't, don't die, Mummy, she whispered hoarsely. But there's no response other than a gurgle as the life finally left her mother and she slumped limp in her hands. Giggles shook with spasms of sorrow, having witnessed the death of both her mother and sister in just a few short minutes. But she couldn't dwell on this, as there was another crash of falling timber behind the half-opened door, and burning embers cascaded into the corridor. Then, through the smoke, came the hideous form of the rat woman, her face smeared with soot and blood. Giggles, shaking with fear and adrenaline, looked desperately as the woman stumbled ever closer, reddened knife still in hand. Her wild features framed by the licking flames behind her, like some demented vision of hell. She finally saw Giggles through the smoke and charged at her. The other woman scrabbling backwards on the floor, groping around to find anything to serve as a weapon. Her flailing hands found Mama's bag, and with all the strength she had left, flung it at the woman where it hit her full on, to no great effect. However, a strong smell of solvent filled the air, and it was clear that the throw had broken the bottle of acetone. Undaunted, the woman continued to stagger forward. But fortuitously, another cascade of burning plaster impeded her. Coughing hard as the hot smoke scorched her throat, Giggles saw a burning piece of wood from this latest fall and lunged for it just as the woman raised her knife to stab her. With all her might, she swung the burning stave and hit the woman in the midriff. Sparks flew, and then, a heartbeat later, a great sheet of flame went up as the acetone ignited and the woman became shrouded in ghastly fire. She howled! The rats knotted in her hair, screaming too, and scratching her head hard, trying to escape the inferno. Beating herself to try and put out the flames only made it worse, as her clothes caught fire, and she fell backwards, arms, legs and rats flailing in frenzied desperation. But it was too late, and the flames consumed her entirely, her final sickening wail filling the air as she succumbed to a hideous death. Giggles 
dragged herself to her feet, and covering her face from the choking clouds around her, began to hobble towards the door. She might have made it unscathed too, but with wide-eyed horror, she saw a rat, its fur alight, run past her, also desperate for the exit. It never made it, though, as it ran into the very acetone that Giggles had spilt earlier, and with an unearthly scream, burst into a ball of flame. This, in turn, set fire to the carpet, and a great sheet of fire rose across the entranceway. The rat, now fully ablaze, turned, ran back towards Giggles, and leapt towards her throat. She reached with her hands to try to stop the creature, and as she gripped it, the acetone on her hands lit up also. She screamed with all the air in her lungs and threw herself at the door, still holding the burning rat, her clothes now blazing and her very flesh melting. They found her, after the conflagration was eventually extinguished, charred and petrified, but somehow still alive. After many operations, they eventually removed the burnt remains of the rat that had seared into our hands and chest and patched up the worst of the ruined flesh. It was in hospital that her lifelong nickname was replaced by another. Her features so bent and pinched that she resembled a demented rodent herself. And so, Giggles was dead burnt to a cinder in the ashes of King Rat's funeral pyre. And in her place, Queen Rat was born, to wear the name in agony until her final breath. Well now, New Orbin, we hope you enjoyed this haunted Halloween special. <laughs> Do we? Don't go having nightmares now. Although you can if you want. <laughs> this haunted tales of New Albion was written and performed by that spawn of Satan. Darren Keller. This week's story was sucked from the teeth of the devil himself by Darren Callow. It is available to buy in Elements of Horror, Book 3, Fire, from the blazing beast of the Amazon of all places. All Lucifer's cheating lullabies were beaten on pan piano by Charlotte Savagar Tales of New Albion is a monkey teaspoon production of Albion Radiophonic Corporation or is it?